Good morning. Today is Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. When you go into the land that God your Lord is giving to you, remember this is Moshe speaking to the Jewish people at the end of 40 years in the desert standing on the eastern bank of the Jordan River, about to enter the land of Israel. And Hashem tells Moshe to give this message that when you enter the land of Israel, lo silmad lasos ketoavos hagoyim ohem. Do not learn from the native peoples that are there the uh, immoral things that they are doing there. You should not imitate their immoral practices. Rather, you should be pure with Hashem, your God. Tamim, you should be pure. You should be wholehearted. You should be complete with Hashem, your God. Now, this line, Tamim Tiya Im Hashem appears to be a major fundamental statement of how we are to serve God, how we are to connect to God. Tamim tia im Hashem be tamim. And we find this phrase used at least once before earlier in the Torah, where it was likewise a major overarching foundational principle of how to relate to God. When God spoke to Avraham, our patriarch Abraham, at the very beginning of our history, and God said to Avram, Avram ben Tishim It was when Avram was ninety-nine years old. And God appeared to Avram, and he said to him, I am the Lord your God. His walk before me, samim, and be tamim. So to Avram, the first Jewish person. This is the major foundational statement of how he was to connect to God. And here in our Parsha, Moshe is telling us that all of us should have this kind of a relationship. The question is, what does it mean? So, the Ibn Ezra, the medieval commentator, comments not on our verse, but on the verse earlier by Avram. Now, the context of that verse, as you remember, God says, before me. The next passage, the next verses are God commanding Avram in the mitzvah of brismila, of ritual circumcision. So says the Ibn Ezra, what does God mean when he says to Avram, Don't ask questions. Don't uh, uh, um, challenge or question my wisdom. If I commanded you to do this mitzvah, I realize it may seem to you a little unusual, and I realize it may be a little bit painful, but don't question. Don't question it. So in that sense, According to Ibn Ezra, to be tamim means to act with pure obedience, to have a non-intellectual, a non-confrontational relationship with God. God said it, 
and I do it. The famous line of the Chavitz Chaim, for the believer there are no questions, for the non-believer there are no answers. Be tummin. Just do what God says. Don't ask questions. Just do it. The Rambam, Maimonides, gives a different answer. It's hard to imagine a more completely different answer to the same word. The Rambam says, he's referring to our verse. And remember, our verse is discussing a number of prohibited activities that are being practiced by the peoples that were already in the land of Israel, in Canaan. It was known in that time. And they were immoral activities and idolatrous activities. And God says, don't act like they do, but rather, tamim tia, says the Rambam. Tamim means, in discussing the other prohibited activities that we're not supposed to do in our passage, the Rambam says, yedu baraayos bururos. You should, you should know with clear certain proofs that all the activities that the Torah prohibits those are not acts of wisdom they are emptiness and nothingness they are the kinds of practices like witchcraft and sorcery and astrology those are the kinds of things that people who lack wisdom follow. And by following those paths, they leave behind any kind of connection to truth. So what we are required to do, according to the Rambam, is to know, to analyze, and to know with the utmost clarity that all of those things prohibited by the Torah are not matters of wisdom, but they are falsehood, which the gullible are misled, and for the sake of which they abandon the ways of truth. So, how do you fulfill this according to the Rambam? You must immerse yourself in philosophical analysis to discern why is this true and why is this false in order that you should become convinced that that which is prohibited is not only prohibited, but it is false and wrong. Completely different approach. Ibn Ezra is suggesting something that is non-intellectual. Tummy means don't think about it. Just do what God says. According to the Rambam, just the opposite. Tummim, think about it. Investigate it. Consider it. Use your intellect to figure out why this is right and why this is wrong. Lastly, third opinion, the Ramban, Nachmanides. Completely different understanding of this word from either of the two opinions we gave before. The Ramban says, Shenis love. We should create a connection, a union between our heart and God. Levado, 
God only. We should connect our heart to God's heart exclusively. And we should believe that God alone is the one who creates everything. We have to develop an all-embracing spiritual relationship with God, a union with God, so that we feel close and spiritually connected. That's what it means, tamim. Tamim means have a spiritual connection. Feel the connection between your heart and God. So we have three opinions about the same word. Does tamim mean obedient, analytic, spiritual? So the question is, uh, which one is it? And with these three options, how are we supposed to know how to fulfill this mitzvah of Tamim Ti in Hashem Elokecha? Rav Aaron Lichtenstein explains, the point is that these three approaches, obedient, analytic, spiritual, as different as they are one from the other, these are at least three equally valid paths to serving God. And each of us may be drawn to one or the other, or to uh, an emphasis of one over the other, but we may never look down on anyone who is traveling one of the other paths, because they all lead to God. Now, the truth is, I think that many of us can look inside ourselves and see within ourselves, what kind of a person am I? Am I the kind of person that my connection to God is more emotional? Is it more intellectual? Is it more a relationship of, of obedience? I certainly think that if we look at each other, I'm not saying we'll necessarily be correct, but I think if we look at each other, I think many of us would have an idea, oh, that person, they, they're, they're very emotional. Oh, that person is very, very spiritual. They, they're, they're wrapped up in spirituality, and that's the way they express their, their religious life. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure we know people who uh, we feel that person is just um, um, obsessed with the details of observance, of understanding, of questioning, of clarifying. And that's good. That, that's not negative. That's good. Because we must understand that there is more than one legitimate way to serve God within the framework of traditional commandments. And one should not say it should be my way. My way of serving God is the right way. I can say my way of God, let's say it's a more mystical way. Let's say I'm driven to a Hasidic kind of approach to, to Judaism. I can say it works for me. Another person could say, you know, I, 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 I read the same text that you do, and I hear the same speeches that you do, and it just, it like goes in one ear and out the other. It doesn't make any, I don't even understand what it's saying. And that's perfectly fine. You should take your way and you should take your way. They are both paths to God. And even within each of us, we would do well to try to develop 
more approaches than we are used to. If a person thinks that they that they themselves that that I'm the person that has the more intellectual approach, I identify more with what Maimonides says. It would be a good idea. It's not necessary. It's not an obligation, but it would be a good idea to try to push myself to try the other approaches, to try a more mystical, spiritual approach, because there is much to gain there. And to try a more simple, obedient approach, because there is more to, much to gain there. And it could very well be that at different times in our lives, each of us will emphasize one approach over the other. The important thing is, at least for this, we must recognize a pluralism of paths to serving God. It would be a good idea, and now is just as good a time as any, to think a little bit about what is my approach? Which one of these three? Which one do I find myself most comfortable with? And then to consciously try to utilize the others and to see what it adds to my spiritual life. What is certainly clear is that this goal of Tamim is certainly the goal of the High Holidays, as I discussed the other day. Because however we understand it, and whichever path we take to reaching it, that goal of Tamim is a close connection with God, which is what the High Holidays are all about, as I explained on Monday. And it would be a great idea to work on deepening our approaches to all three. Finally, let me just share with you, I've shared with some of you before, my grandfather's approach to this. Slightly different from all three of them, but it does overlap. My grandfather would often quote this line. I don't know where he found it. But he would say, have courage for the great sorrows in life and patience for the small ones. And when you have laboriously accomplished your daily task, go to sleep in peace. God is awake. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.